This guy is all about shaving heads and not points. It's the Shave Heads Not Points Podcast with your host, P.J. Davis. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shave Heads Not Points. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, my co-host, Taylor Williams, uh, my new co-host, Taylor Williams, uh, will be joining us each and every episode to talk about a little special segment that we still don't really have a name for. So we'll figure that out when we get to it. But um, Taylor's a good friend of mine, as I've mentioned before. He was on the episode two weeks ago. And uh, so he's going to start joining me each and every week in a little segment. Um, if it's a pre-recorded episode, it'll be a, it'll be a mini segment. If it's a new episode, he and I will be talking together the whole time and then have some guests on ourselves. Um, so look out for Taylor Williams uh, at Taylor Williams seven on Instagram. You can go follow him there. Um, he has a lot of hair. So the shave heads idea has nothing to do with him. It's just the bald headed dude that you're listening to. So uh, today's episode is one that I'm really, really excited about. Um, I know I say that every week, but it's always true. But this one, this one is with Scott Warner and Tim Morrison, part of the 1980 University of Georgia National Championship team. Uh, Scott Warner is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was an All-American, consensus All-American at UGA, still uh, fourth, I believe, in UGA interceptions. And he also um, played some in the USFL and the NFL. Tim, <clears throat> excuse me. Tim uh, was on that team with him. They're great friends. They've been together for many, many years. Tim is actually on the statue from uh, outside the Buttsmere building where they lifted Coach Dooley on their shoulders after the 1980 win over Notre Dame. And so we talk about their time at UGA. We do talk about the stolen hog. That's the uh, infamous story going into that 1980 national championship season. We do talk about the hog. We talk about Coach Russell. We talk about his cigars. We talk about uh, what kind of offense they ran and what kind of brought those men together. So awesome episode coming up here for you. If you haven't yet, please go follow us on Instagram at Shaveheads Podcast, on Twitter at Shaveheads Pod, like our Facebook page, and do us a little favor. Drop down, drop down wherever you are. Go hit subscribe. Hit a little rate on the five stars, please. Then unsubscribe. Yes, that sounds weird. Unsubscribe and then resubscribe again. What it does is that helps people uh, better find the podcast, whether they're looking for it specifically or if they're just looking in the sports podcast in, in Apple iTunes and Spotify. So please go do that for us. Spread the word. Tell two, three friends about this podcast and this episode. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys soon. This is episode 20 with Scott Warner and Tim Morrison. Welcome to episode one of 10 Minutes with Taylor. Shave heads, not points. The weather. Weather. Even so this in your Fiesta music just makes me want to do it. I know it has nothing to do with it, but it's like, what's up? What up? 
So shout out Casey Welch for the idea of 10 minutes with Taylor. Yep. Yep. Shout out to her. Old um, friend. Good person. So even uh, better AT. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good AT. Yep. If you don't know what AT means, that means athletic trainer. Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, do a pod decks section. So pod decks are these cards that you can get online uh, from Travis Brown at poddex.com. Um, Basically random questions. Random questions. Yep. Cool random questions though, right? Yeah. Some of them. Some of them are cool. Some of them are cheesy. Um, but go ahead and tell your story that you were going to tell about Casey. Oh, we were just talking about how she was a proud graduate of, of oh, UNG. UNG. Yeah. And then, so they're the Nighthawks, but a lot of people that go there, like my like the, my wife, she graduated from there. They were called the Saints. Yes. And she started as a Saint, but somewhere along the way, it transitioned into a Nighthawk. Yeah. So a lot of people that were Saints there, they hate the Nighthawk thing. I hate the Nighthawk. I, I was the same way. I they loved, the there, there was a Saint Bernard logo because it was so yeah. original. Yeah. And then we became the Nighthawks, and it's this little bird that's like smaller than a sparrow. Like a hummingbird. Yeah, it's like the size of a hummingbird. I mean, it eats like little bitty bugs. and The, the fighting hummingbirds. Yeah, it's pretty much what we are. Yeah. So that that's still a sore subject. So shout out to my wife. Getting a fight later on, but in my mind. Shout my out heart, to my wife. She's a, she's a Nighthawk. Shout out to my Lauren. Your Lauren is your Lauren. My Lauren is my Lauren. Yep. Um. But shout out to my wife and her spray tan business, uh, bl bl bronzed blonde tanning. Ooh. So if you need a spray tan, go hit Lauren Davis up on Instagram. Um, let her know what you need. But all right, let's get into this 10 minutes with Taylor segment because we're already two minutes into this thing. Yeah. Got all right. Eight, eight left. All right. Question number one. What is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? Something I get wrong almost every time I do it. Well, apparently, apparently, I don't know how to friggin' wash dishes. Good. What is the dishwasher for? Washing dishes. Exactly. Well, if you ask my wife, you have to, like, hand wash everything, and then there's some stuff, most of the stuff they make doesn't even go in the dishwasher. It's not supposed to. No, you can't put plastics in the dishwasher. Well, you don't put plastics in there, but, like, I mean, there's, like, all kinds of, like, I don't know, Delicate plates or something. I don't know. If you ask me, dude, I'm going to hose them suckers down, go in the dishwasher. Let's go. Let that sucker do the dirty work. Go over there, chill, watch TV. Also, what? too, Zoom meetings. I don't think anybody's getting that right nowadays, virtual learning. Oh, I am. You get them right. Yeah, because I'm always right. Yeah, ask on. my wife. Question two The funniest place you've ever fallen asleep? Um, easy story, uh, hairdresser place, like a <laughs> salon. When you're getting your hair cut, you no. fall asleep. So when I was growing up, my like mom would take my sister and myself to this hair salon. I was like in middle school and all that. And then we would all just go get our haircuts by these good friends of ours. Uh huh. Well, it was one of these places where it, it was one of her friends and they would go in and they would talk and they would talk forever. And then it not, never got around to me getting my hair cut. So I'm in there and I, I fall asleep on one of the, like the the big like massage tables. It's like padded you lay on or whatever because they did that too. And next thing I know, I wake up. It's like 11:30. My hair's still not cut. <laughs> I, f I fell asleep there a couple times. Not, I'm just not about it like that. All right. Question three. What's something I would never guess about you? Something that people would never guess about me. 
Nein. Uh, I gotta have my sleep. I think that you would not guess that about me because I've been like so, so like energetic on point. Well, you only get energy if you have sleep though. Duh. Well, yeah, but that's another thing too. Like when it's time for me to go to sleep, dude, I got to go to sleep. Yeah. I got to have it. See, you wouldn't know that because I've been waking up every morning, two pumps of pre-workout and here I am. I'm ready to go. I'm jumping up and down like I'm Tarzan swinging from the vines on trees and stuff. That's right. But I'll tell you what, I got to have my sleep. Okay. And I'm, I'm a clean freak too. Are you really? Dude, looking at your like desk leave, and all that right leave now my desk alone my desk alone. so if you don't you haven't seen <clears throat> pj's desk there's just like random items you ever seen like a i spy book yeah like the like the the i spy pages where it's the stuff all over a table i spy i spy a forky on my desk right now yeah just weird stuff <laughs> weird all right if you were stranded on a desert island oh this is a trap question and you could choose one person to keep you company who would it be the right answer is my wife that is the right answer but if we're we're not doing that. If if like I just choose anybody, can we just say like a famous person or something? Yeah, sure. Michael Jordan, man. Michael Jordan. After watching the Last Dance, you don't want to know more. But but here's the question: Are you going to be able to survive on an island with Michael Jordan? Or is Michael Jordan going to eat your dead body? He would probably trash talk me into a, a point. That I would give up all survival. Call me all the things he called his Bulls players, and then I would just give up on life. And then he would probably eat me. All right. What about one animal? Oof. Animal. Probably like a cow or something, so I could kill it and eat it. It's like a survival thing, right? If I true. say I've already messed up saying Michael Jordan, I mean, that I didn't. I wasn't thinking from a survival sense. I guess. I guess a cow. cow so a I cow would be a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I want to go from the bottom of the deck or the top of Shout the out, deck. Senor Fiesta. We will get you as a sponsor. Well, I'm getting Senor Fiesta tonight for supper. There's no doubt about that. They give coaches discounts, don't they? Uh no. I went in there with my wife. They give we rang up forty dollars. Maybe maybe they do. I had on all my Gainesville stuff. All right, from coming home from <laughs> from, from open house. They held us till seven for all the students. It was Great experience. And we we ate there, $40. The dude comes back, $21, 50% off. And I swear. That's I, a better deal than I I've swear gotten. I think it's because I had stuff on. I, some places around you hook you up like that. Oh, now. there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um. Nah, I don't like that one. What's your most unusual talent? Most unusual talent. Most unusual talent. Jeez. Um, I have no idea. You have no idea. No, I don't. I mean, I I feel like all my talents are pretty much standard and ordin ordinary. I mean, yeah. I, I I could. I mean, I feel like I know how to fix just about anything on the car. If you want to call that a talent. Okay. I used to build hot rods and stuff like that. My dad, he used to have hot rods and stuff growing up. My first car I had was a 1984 Camaro Z28. Nice. Stripped it all the way down, dude, where it's just a chassis and built it all the way back up. But see, now you talk to most dudes nowadays. Some of these dudes in this new world we live in. Okay, new world. They don't even have to know how to change their own oil. That is true. That's weak. Weak check sauce. Their, check their man card. Weak sauce. You have no man card. Oh, and I can trash talk people into playing golf and then 
trick them that I'm bad and go out on the golf course and be good. <laughs> You're not good at golf. No, I've I'm not. I, I've I'm seen not. you play golf. Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, what's the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? Okay, so this is the easy one. The old when you like like run into somebody and you kind of like don't know which way to go. So you kind of do the whole, oh, hey, hey, ho. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me every freaking time, dude. I just ran into oh somebody in the gosh. hallway coming in here. And then, like, I was going one way. They came, they swerved in my lane. And I was, oh, which way? And I was <laughs> like, man, get out of my, get out of my way. Let me go oh about my, my life. Gosh. All right, two more. What's the funniest thing you've seen a kid do? Funniest thing I've seen a kid do recently the most funniest thing is we were going out to practice and one of the players was talking about somebody that was hurt and he had a bad shoulder injury and they were cracking a joke and he said, you know, he got that hurt shoulder. He got that shoulder lean. <laughs> and he started doing the shoulder lean dance. I'm like, y'all don't even know who sings that. And they were like, oh, that's T.I. It's T.I. Got that shoulder lean. It is T.I. I was going to say, I thought it was shoulder bo uh, Soldier Boy, but never mind. Oh, God. Um, boy swag. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, last one. If you had a personal mascot, what would it be? A bear. Why? I've I've always been oddly fascinated with bears. Bears. I want, dude. I want to see this scariest thing ever. But I want to see a grizzly bear in the wild, like a Kodiak bear. Yeah, you wish. But they say when you see him, you're supposed to stay calm. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell that to me when I'm running for my life. But if you run, that makes it worse. It's like that scene in The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> he gets thrown around. I can see you just getting thrown around the tree. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'll tell you, I, I'd be a bear. Yep. All right, well, that's the first episode of 10 Minutes with Taylor. Glad that Mike was working his time, dude. I know. Where's that? Where's that? Now on to episode 20 with Scott Warner and Tim Morrison. Where were we? You were talking. Oh, you were talking about roommates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Living in the dorms. Yeah, I, I can't believe they tore it down. Anyway, but you get a brick, Tim? Huh? You get a brick from that quarter? No, I didn't. Uh, I got a couple of pieces of brick. That one and a, one from the wall we painted. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the wall. Yeah. Yeah. What what they, wall got uh, painted? The the one that went around the practice field. The one that Rick tore down. Oh, 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 I remember that now, yeah. The big cinder block, mm -hmm. yeah. That was what we were doing 40 years ago during the heat of the summer, doing our pennant for the pig. Y'all laid that? No, we painted oh. it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant you laid it and painted it. I was like, good uh, gracious. No, nah, it had been there a lot longer than that. Uh, you know all the pig story, don't you? I... Uh, did you tell me about it, or did Zach tell me about it? I don't know. Somebody but told me got, about it. We got in trouble for reappropriating this pig from the university for our big spring party. And after everything was said and done, five of us ended up doing time, so to speak, for Coach Dooley. He took away our scholarship and made us go to school every morning and then work for the university every afternoon. 
five of us, Frank, Chris, Hugh, Nat, and myself. And long story short, we did all kind of fun things from one to five every day. We painted the baseball stadium. We painted that big cinder block wall all twice, Battleship Gray. We sodded the field at Sanford Stadium. We, we did all kind of, and then we worked out for John Casey after all that was over with. It was the longest summer of our career, no doubt about it. <laughs> and where did y'all steal the pig from? I think Kale told me about it. I think that's how I remembered the idea. From the ag farm at the university out on Millage. Uh-huh. Yeah, 400-pound breeding south. And yeah. you, you stole oh, yeah. it just to make a barbecue for it, right? Well, yeah. it was our party. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good party. It was a great party. 127 cases of beer, eight kegs, and one 400-pound <laughs> hog. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it would have been, everything would have been okay. Nobody would have known until the freshman put it in the back of the pickup truck and started running through the girls' door. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Nall found the check. He had to pay for the check. He found the check that everybody took up a collection and we paid $150 for the hog. Yeah, sure enough. And and the sad fact of the matter is we could have asked anyone in the state of Georgia to donate us a hog, and they would have gladly, you know, probably barbecued the thing themselves. Uh-huh. Down there. Yeah, it wouldn't have been near as much fun, and it wouldn't have been near as good a story. But You probably yeah, wouldn't even true. remember that it happened if you hadn't stolen the pig. Yeah, yeah. No, it's when they got caught. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was the hard part. And I, was, and I was supposed to be with them, but I was I was married at the time. I got married as a as a junior, and I was laying in bed. I get a call from Hebrew. He says, "You ready? I'm coming by to pick you up." I said, "I look at my wife, and she says, you ain't going." So she started fixing that thing. But you know what? It brought us all together, a lot closer together. It did. It did. Coach Russell called it the year of the pig. I have heard that saying, and that's uh, and that was the reason for it? Yeah, that's where it came from. He, he, yeah, and, and we're all sitting outside Coach Julie's office waiting to go in, and Coach Russell comes by smoking his uh, cigar, and he stops, turns, and looks at us, and he says, Gentlemen, I hear we stole a pig. And he walks on. Just keeps going. And Welton, Welton looks at everybody. He says, uh, "We're all right. We're gonna, we're gonna be all right." He said, "We." He said, "We." So, so we're gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> he thought. He thought since he said "we" is in a team term, hey, we're all we're all together. We're all brothers. We're all good. That's what. That's, 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 that's an excellent. Excellent. Oh my gosh! Well, I I yeah. almost uh, stole a pig for our senior prank. Um, I graduated in two thousand seven, and so I was. We were going to try to. We were sitting on a pontoon boat the summer before our senior year of high school, and uh, we were thinking, what could be our senior prank? And I thought, well, let's steal three pigs, paint a two on one of them, a zero on another, and a seven on the other, and just find a way to open up the school doors and let them roam free and poop and pee and everything else, just go through the school hallways. 
Uh, and they'll be looking for that fourth pig because they'll think there's another one that has a zero on it, and they'll just never find that fourth pig, and they'll think it died and stinks or something. But we never went through with it. But, man, I, I wanted to really bad. I wanted to. It's a good plan. So, yeah. um, oh, gosh, can you tell the Sparrow story again since I think it uh, the sound was so so low the first time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get back to there. Let's – um. I, I'd like to give credit to all the other uh, senior teammates that we have. Uh, Go ahead. This this 40th year that that uh, Tim, you got your picture handy. I can't. I don't know what. I, there it is. I got one here. Ah, oh, there they are. Y'all see? Them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was when coach. That was when coach Dooley. Uh, was uh, was awarded the John Wooden Award. Yeah, Glad yeah, we surprised him. Yeah, that's uh, that's most of the guys on the team, and and you know, Chris Welton said a long time ago. He said probably the only people that are closer uh, if you get close to the guys that have been in the army and been in the foxholes together, and, and uh, that the only thing that might compare to that is being on a football team, going through what we went through. And uh, and he's right. Uh, those guys, you know, that gosh, you know, our freshman year was the only losing season Coach Dewey ever had, and and most of us were there during that season. Yeah, that was that was hard to take. It was real hard to take. I've been on two losing teams in my life: uh, my my freshman with the Bulldogs and my rookie season with the Falcons. And uh, both of them are extremely unpleasant. I hate to lose. But uh, it was the guys, and we all stuck together. Nobody bailed and complained, and nobody stuck together. And and uh, now we're, you know, it's still about us, as we always say. You know, at Georgia, it's, it's still about us. Yeah. Still, want another one. It's all about us. Yeah, yeah, and that's and and as far as and and had it not been such a wonderful group, I mean, gosh, we we've been there when all everybody's had their children and. We've helped each other bury parents here and there and, and friends, and, and that's, you know, that's just, uh, yeah. It's, and if somebody needed somebody rubbed out, then I'd take care of it. But, uh, I mean, that's the kind of friends that, that, that uh, came from that team, yeah, well, that group of guys. We, yeah. We've buried a lot, of, a lot of players, too. Yeah, we have. A lot of players. Yeah. Gosh, I couldn't even begin to go down that list. Don't even want to. Anyway, you know we still got we still got Vince and and uh, most of our coaches. They're all we we got to spend some time with them not too long ago. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we yeah. all we all get together once a year or twice a year, normally down at Welcome Farm. And uh, this year we we had Steve Greer, uh, John Casey, and Charlie Woodmore, and Jay Russell showed up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. Is that the big farm you were telling me about? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We were all down there fishing. It was hot too. It was beastly hot, but it wasn't as hot as the summer baby. No, no. Still, still record record temperatures. Yeah. When y'all came in, y'all came in in '79. '77. '77. Okay. So, 
Okay, so y'all had already been in school three years when y'all won it all. Yeah. Well, okay. That's, yeah, that's, you know, there were there were twenty six seniors, Tim. Twenty four. Yeah. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four seniors on that team. That's a lot of which, seniors in in today's time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which that leadership that really it made a difference. So. Well, we got to start somewhat of a dynasty for the next three or four years because the younger kids that were behind us, and especially in the offensive line, they got to play a lot because we got up on these teams quite a bit. And they'd let the young guys come in and play, so they got real game experience. And those were the guys that were, that were leaders for the next three to four years. Yep. Now, who, uh, who was your biggest mentors when you all came in? Who who helped you guys kind of develop into a leader uh, on on the teams that you led? Well, we had uh, you know we had big brothers. Yeah, uh, we were we were chosen by a junior or senior, and uh, Matt Guest was my big brother. He was he was a big offensive lineman. What about you, Scott? I had Dave, I had, I had Dave McDonald. Um, but it was more it was more along the lines of John Casey being the dorm coach and uh, uh, I don't know just a combination of, of him and and then uh, Bill Lewis of course I had Sam Mitchell one year or two but Bill Lewis changed my whole view of how to play uh, secondary football and, and uh, that that really had a big impact on me. Uh, in my final year um, as, as a senior. But I don't know. It's, well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, is there something you all have planned for this year? Now, pending we actually have a season, is there uh, a big thing? We uh, we had it planned. We've got it planned. Mm-hmm. We haven't canceled the reservations yet, but uh, we were going to do it at the uh, – what game is that? East Tennessee State? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it was an option of renting a place over there in Gainesville and then coming to the game and going back. But who knows how our world's going to – personally now, the way everything's going, I just move everything to the spring right now. Just go ahead and move it. Yeah. Be done with it. Yeah. And, and in college – go ahead. I like spring football. Mm-hmm. I played three years in USFL. And – you start in the cold weather, and you end up in the warm weather, and that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it, all those injuries later on that you get during the season, they all it's easier to warm up and keep them. Whereas the other way around, you, you never can get them going good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like playing football in spring, but that's neither here nor there. We'll we'll see what happens. Well, that's I think that's probably uh, according to Collier Perno, who is the nutritionist for the football team. She thinks very strongly that they're going to have a season. It's going to be a shortened season, but it is going to be a season. There's too much money at stake. Oh, yeah. Well, it, now it'll kill high school, but college, they don't share the same athletes. So who cares if they play baseball, football, everything, and track in the spring? Who cares? And that's they the point it. I was getting ready to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, – so – so college could make it happen and probably not lose a whole lot of sleep over. Mm-hmm. High school, on the other hand, well, let's just put it, we 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 need to have school, but we're not going to be able to. 
I yeah. mean, it's just, yes, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. I'm trying to see. see so y'all's, what I have projected right now is this episode coming out August 26th, so it would be after we're supposed to start on the 17th. And, you know, I, I see, <clears throat> excuse me, I see 99.9% of the state going, starting virtual so that we can have sports. You know, in the spring, we all went virtual and they all canceled sports because nobody had a plan to what to do. Now you at least have some sort of a plan, whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. But at least you have some sort of a plan and you can have sports. So, um, you know, I'm hoping by the time this comes out next month that we'll be looking forward to – well, we'll we'll be – have just finished up our second scrimmage if if all works out the way it's supposed to. Well, I tell you, Zach and I had a conversation. They're uh, they're going to they're going to send those kids that are going to class right now. Uh-huh. There's like fifty of them sending them home on July, uh, July the thirty first, and they're not going to bring them back until sometime close to September. And start their season sometime in October if if. There's not a, a big outbreak. If yeah. not, they're, they're going. They got to plan to play in the spring. But I, if, if they don't, if they don't play in the fall and they don't, they they don't get the opportunity to play in the spring. Shorter's uh, probably going to go down. That's what I'm afraid of. I had uh, I had Coach K on here um, three four days ago from Barry. Yeah. And. Uh, he was he was afraid of that as well, especially for you know D three programs, D two programs, you know anything that's not Power Five or Group Five, anything that's FCS or below. He's afraid of the long lasting implications that that not having a football season would have. Well, yeah, but when we that's played, true. you know, it was it, it was legalized killing. Once you cross cross that line, that line. You can do just about anything. Yep. Yep. And they've slowly but surely uh, changed turned it. it in, turned it into touch football. Yep. Yeah. Very passionate. Did y'all I was, talking to Ronnie, I was talking to Ronnie Lott at the Hall of Fame this past year. I said, Ronnie, you'd have never finished a game in the NFL. He no. said, I'd have been broke, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's a lot of people that would have been broke and never finished a game in the NFL. Yeah, I yep. said, I said if Lester Hayes would see, see the way they're making calls right now, he would he would absolutely go crazy. And if you don't know who Lester Hayes is, Google it. Did y'all ever uh, share a cigar with Russell with Ert? We shared several. Yeah, uh, down there at Georgia Southern, I had the opportunity several times. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. It was different when you weren't playing for him, when you were working for him. It, you, you ought to call Hugh Nall, and, and uh, if you want to do the Irk Russell. Irk worked, uh, he worked for him for several several years. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, they were really close. Either he or Pat McShay. So what was his favorite kind? Uh, the smelliest, stinkiest ones. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I really don't know. Do you dump him? I, I can't remember the name of it because, you know, when we were down there Father's Day weekend, they were talking about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whittemore and, and uh, Greer and Casey were talking about the staff meetings when yeah. Bert would take a big draw from that smelly-ass cigar and 
and blow it in Vince's face. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to get him to think and go with uh, with his plan. Yeah. yeah. They say he'd blow it out of the side of his mouth kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun having those guys down there telling us, telling me the behind the scenes of uh, what took place. Yeah, well, was, we've been we've been doing this for so many years that the the lies that we told back then are getting worse and worse. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> can remember what the truth was. Uh, that's probably true. But that's okay when it gets passed down to to kids and grandkids and all that stuff. They all think it's true, and they just keep passing those stories along. We have a somewhat of a revisionist uh, view of uh, how the we were great. Let's put it that way. You're <laughs> better than great. Well, you were the greatest team that Georgia's ever had, so that's uh, you can uh, always say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's still about us. Whenever you say that, you know that's a, that was that's the motto we we run through the run through the seniors. Yeah, it's all still about all about us. Yeah, if we as we all leave that weekend, we always say it's all about us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was uh was that 81 uh national championship as heartbreaking as any game y'all had well we we weren't on the team it was heartbreaking for the players for sure i thought it, you said it, you graduated in 83 i'm sorry no i, I didn't graduate until 83 i finished on the 80 season oh between 81 and 82 are you kidding me yeah Ben stayed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 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 I mean, we should have won three in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, things happen. That's, that's football. Yeah. That, I, was I, our, that was our run. Great group of guys. I love Todd Blackledge when he's doing, uh, you know, color commentating and things like that on on ESPN, but I, st- I still hate him for 40 years ago as well, 39 years ago. Yeah. My um, my first coach at, in the USFL was a guy named John Rosenberg, and he was coaching that secondary at Penn State in '81, '82, and '83. He came to and went to the USFL, went to work with uh, Jim Mora. But yeah, he he finally broke down. He said, uh, talking about those groups together, uh, and because he broke down all the film for for the Two seasons, two years worth. Mm-hmm. So he says. And uh, anyway, he was a he was an interesting fella. But uh, he said those those were some. Uh, he said I don't see how y'all could ever lose uh, with the offensive line in the in the running game that y'all had. He said it was just brutal. And I said, well, people figured, finally figured out you could stop the run, you could you could compete with Jordan. And they'd stack the line. He said, what do you think we did? <laughs> he, said, I, he said, I had everybody I had up there trying to, trying to shut him down. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. John Rosenberg, he won a national championship, a USFL championship, and then he went to Germany and coached the team in Germany and won the, won the European championship. He said, I don't think anybody else has got that on their resume. But, uh, huh? I agree. Yeah. But, uh, he, he's an interesting fellow. We had a reunion not long ago, three or four years ago up in Philadelphia. And, and uh, all the coaches uh, were, were doing well. Uh, they're 80, 79, 80 years old. And they're all still 
just uh, as lively as ever, just like they were back uh, 30, 40 years ago. Now, when when y'all played, uh, Tim, we were more of like a, a eye formation. We had uh, we had two really really good fullbacks, and Jimmy Womack and uh, and uh, Ronnie Stewart. And then we had uh, Herschel as our tailback, along with Donnie Mathis and uh, and uh, who was it? Matt Simon, Carney Norris, Carney. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, the, the offensive line was set up. The Tennessee game was set up, and, and uh, we had it set up where they put big on big from the inside. So, Nat played left guard, and I played right guard. Well, after the Tennessee game, they came in and made a big switch. and put Nat and tackle beside me at right guard, and uh, we, went, we went quick on the left side and strong on the right side. So, we became pretty much a dominant right-hand team. But the left left side to get it done too, running off the off the weak side. So what what was y'all's? So I mean, I'm sure it was you know power, ISO stuff like that on your right side. Um, what what was the? What am I trying to we say? Ran, we ran a lot of lead plays. We ran uh, sweeps where the guards would pull, mm-hmm. two guards would pull, and uh, and we would run those both sides. But it's, uh, it was all, it was all just, you know, getting it done, going straight ahead most of the time. More just mono, mono versus anything else. Yeah, yeah. The sad fact of the matter is, let's tell the truth: the defense was on the field more that year than the offense. Okay, and and it wasn't because the offense was bad; it's because Herschel would score in one play. He'd go 70, 80 yards like a bomb, and it was over with. And guess we like, all right, you know, we need to drive out there. Take Herschel out of the game and get the ball to somebody else. Yeah. Because, you know, well, the, the South Carolina game, George Rogers had already run over me two or three times. <laughs> I mean, freight train. Yeah. And, and Herschel goes, what, 76 yards, 50 yards. And, I mean, you know, we need to ball control, ball control, keep the defense off the field. But the whole season was like that. So, bottom line, the defense had a lot of practice that year. Lots of game time experience. And and it's because – not because the offense was bad. It's because you got Herschel loose, it was over with. Yep. They weren't going to catch him. Yeah. So, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just like, damn, there he goes again. Uh, yeah, it was a good thing. He was he was easy to block for. Yeah, was it? But I tell you, he he would run all of you too. I was out pulling on a sweep, a fifty-eight sweep, and he ran all over back of my leg. He catch you up real good. Yeah, that's what you get for being on the ground. That's what they that's said. <laughs> you get I don't knock that quarterback out. Oh my god. I, I I ran track with him, and, and his freshman year, my senior year, I ran track with Hersh. And he'd get on the track, and it, I'd, all those little bitty guys stand beside him, and then here he is, 220 pounds coming down the track. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have gotten in front of him for all the pee in China. You know what? <laughs> it would have hurt. Who was the smaller guy that ran the track? Uh, Mel Lattney? Mel Lattney, yeah. 
world class sprinter, nine nine, ten flat hundred meter guy. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they were. That was incredible. We're running. Uh, we're running forties on the turf out there. Melvin runs a four one nine on in in track spikes, and Herschel runs a four three two, and I run a four six seven. <laughs> <laughs> With the pro scouts watching, and they're all like, they all had to give a double take if Latin is 419. I mean, yeah. Good gracious. Yeah, he was world class at the time. Well, so was Herschel. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they were. I'd say they were in the top 10, 20 in the world at that kind of, that kind of speed. There's no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt. This episode of Shave Heads Not Points is brought to you by Chop Block. Chop Block is located on the square in downtown Gainesville. If you're looking for a place to go watch the latest golf match or the latest football game replay right now, or if you're looking for anything sports-related, go visit our friends down at Chop Block. I love the Arizona Pizza Box nachos, and I also love their club sandwich. It's really, really good. Uh, It's really about two sandwiches instead of one. And uh, Coach Webb likes their wings. Their wings are really good. Get them Cajun-flavored. But uh, go down there and visit our friends at Chop Block. Go watch anything that you need to. they got a wide selection of food and drink. Go down there and tell them that you heard it on Shave Heads, not Points. Now back to episode 19 with Jim Caritzi. So who was, who was the, uh, the strongest dude in the weight room when y'all were playing together that y'all can remember? It, doesn't have, it doesn't, obviously doesn't have to be that 80 season. I'm just asking in general. Who just made you well, go, Eddie, holy crap? Eddie Weaver. Yeah. Meet Cleaver. Yeah. I I would I would put Nat Hudson in there. Because yeah. Nat Nat was Nat. one of those he he you know, he was he wasn't real impressive as far as trying to show off or, you know, be the strongest, but if he if push come to shove, I put my money on Nat Hudson just by eight days a week. Yeah. Especially with a strength in his leg. Yeah. All body. Yeah. He was yeah. a beast. Yeah. But if you, back, if you go back and look at the Florida game in 80, mm-hmm. Nat was blocking against uh, Doc Lucky. He was the strongest guy in the country in lifting. And I threw a shot put against him in high school, and he threw, he threw like 83 feet. I threw 53, and I came in third in the state. Good gracious. Yeah, he was a man. But Good we're out there. We're out there, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling Nat it was so loud out there that Nat didn't hear him play in the huddle. And I was telling him what it was as we were going to the line, and he couldn't hear me. So I just pointed at Doc Lucky, and I said, "You block him." <laughs> he did he blocked ten yards down the field and dumped him on his butt? <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, he was an animal. All right. He was he was something. One day, one day somebody said we were all in the weight room. Somebody said something. You know, we'd have to adjust our own weight. And Nat didn't. He didn't bother pulling any weights off or anything. And somebody left another twenty five on each side. He jumps up underneath and starts doing his squats, and he gets about twenty twenty five, and he puts it back up. And he says, "Man, I'm I'm tired. I'm I must be I must need some rest. I'm feeling rough today." And he's there doing. Fifty pounds over what he should have been. Yeah, just, yeah that's kind of he just he just was 
he was he was an amazing specimen. There's no doubt about it. So Nat Nat came in at 195 pounds. He was a, a state wrestler, and he ran track. He ran the uh, 440 in high school, and and he won the state there. Uh, but he came in at 195 pounds, and he left at 270. Good gosh! So they put him to work in the weight room. Absolutely. And they, they start. They started pushing food in his gut too. So, and it, it, I think he's still got some of that food in his guts right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leonard Cobb. Leonard Cobb was good for Nat Hudson. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, three hots in a cot, hard work. Hey, pretty much everybody though was that. You know, they all came in skinny old uh, high school boys and turned into beef. Yeah, that was a different time though. When y'all were playing in that Jacksonville game, and and uh, Lindsey Scott made that made the catch in the run, Tim, you were on the field. Yeah. All right, and then uh, what was the name of the play and and your responsibility? Just just walk us through the the play from huddle to end zone. Well, we was it was to the point where all we were trying to do on that uh, that pass play, and I can't remember the name of the play. Scott, do you remember what it was? No. But anyway, all I knew is that uh, all we needed to do was get close enough for Rex to get a, get a field goal. Mm-hmm. That way it put us up. Well, obviously, Lindsey Lindsay broke loose and and got separated from the defender, caught the ball, and, and that was all it was broke. But uh, our, my response on the offensive line was I didn't have anybody over the top of me. So they tried to throw a twist on us. And go all the way around the back side with the guy that was in front of Nat. And when they did that, Nat stepped back to to save the day to not let uh, Buck get tackled back in the end zone. Did you, uh, did you run all the way down the end zone, or did you just throw your hands up and say, thank you? No, I, I didn't run all the way to the end zone. <laughs> it's always uh, – I was on the – Go ahead. I was on the sideline kneeling, praying – because I was the guy that had gotten beat in the corner with by Collinsworth for the go-ahead score. And I was hoping these guys could bail me out. And I'm down kneeling, watching this all, and, and people start going by me, and the crowd is getting louder. And then the peg-leg gnaw goes by with his cast on, and he's running down the field. And, and then I realized, man, something has happened. And I finally – people are knocking me down, getting over and I finally got up enough that I could see what had happened. And uh yeah, it was it was it was absolutely incredible. But uh yeah, I was kneeling down on the sidelines feeling really bad. But we had we had another minute to go in the ball game. I know. It still doesn't matter when it's your fault. <laughs> was that what what was y'all's favorite play from from that season or moment, I guess, cuz I mean, you know, you got you got the Tennessee where Herschel trucks him. You got Lindsey Scott. You got the national championship. You got several other things. But, you know, what was y'all's favorite moment from that night? Aside from winning the championship itself, um, but what was y'all's favorite favorite part? Hell, I can't put one thing on it. I mean, it, it was all – it was the whole season. Yeah. I guess – I guess – each and every game, but it, it, and everybody got real superstitious, and 
it got it got you know with one two with one three with one four with one five and and the the biggest thing was nobody wanted it to be their fault. You weren't one of the one that, that were responsible for for doing something, not going to bed or not doing your weightlifting or whatever the case may be. You didn't want to be the one to let the team down after six, seven, eight games. I mean, people wouldn't change their they wouldn't change their sheets. They wouldn't. I mean, it got crazy. But the biggest the biggest thing was it. Everybody realized how important it was, and they didn't want to be the one to let the other guy down. And I think it was it was that it was that attitude uh, throughout the entire year that that. And so when you say every game got bigger, every game got bigger, and 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 the pressure grew, and you know when we're out standing at the Sugar Bowl and all those people were pushing on the field, that was the culmination of. Of, of a of a unbelievable season, and thank God they were out there. I'd have been falling down. I was so tired. Yeah, they, they were holding you up. I don't know how Tim and and uh, Harper got Coach Dooley on their shoulder. Uh, I couldn't have picked him up. Now there's no way. But uh, yeah, that was that was probably the moment that you realized, man, we have we, we have done it. Yeah, we won, won it all, and, and now we can relax, and we don't have to worry about another thing. Yep. Last question, and I'll let y'all go, because we've been at this for well over an hour. I appreciate you guys' time. Uh, last thing before we go, Tim, what's your favorite place to eat in Athens? Oh. I like uh, I like Porterhouse downtown, and uh-huh. I like to and like, neighbor on what was, here what was the Athens. second one? Tzatziki, little Greek restaurant. Okay. And uh, I really like uh, Georgia's Low Country. Where's that? Georgia's Low Country is out here off the village, uh, going toward the bypass. Okay. My wife and I'll have to check that out. We tried to go to Porterhouse for Valentine's Day. Stupid idiots we were, and freaking packed and four hour wait and no reservations and everything else so that was real smart of us that'll do it (laughs) tim tim i saw where the euro wrap has closed down no yeah yeah that's my wife and i love that spot we've been going there since we were in college i did not know that yeah he's selling the building yeah well he's doing well then yeah, I figured so. He's, he's a great guy. And uh, all those guys have been working in there for 20, 30 years. They're all the same guys. And uh, so, so the Mayflower's going to be sold too? I don't know. I, I You know, all I know door. is Marianne was there the other day meeting her sisters. You remember when she Yeah, yeah. Well, she went by. She was going there and took a picture of the sign on the door. Said they were, yeah, he closed it down. I was, wow. I was sad. Yeah. Oh, gone it. Scott, Scott, what's your favorite place to eat in Athens? Well, that was. <laughs> well, that was, yeah. yeah I wondered if that I mean, was your answer. Yeah, I was, I was. It's a sad day. Sad day. He likes, Scott likes Marker 7. Right in front. Yeah. yeah. They, get, they, they got a good poor boy. Yeah. We ate there a couple, yeah. couple years ago with some friend of ours, but I love that place too. This episode of Shave Heads Not Points is brought to you by Chop Block. 
Chop Block is located on the square in downtown Gainesville. If you're looking for a place to go watch the latest golf match or the latest football game replay right now, or if you're looking for anything sports-related, go visit our friends down at Chop Block. I love the Arizona Pizza Box nachos, and I also love their club sandwich. It's really, really good. Uh, It's really about two sandwiches instead of one. And uh, Coach Webb likes their wings. Their wings are really good. Get them Cajun-flavored. But uh, go down there and visit our friends at Chop Block. Go watch anything that you need to. they got a wide selection of food and drink. Go down there and tell them that you heard it on Shave Heads, Not Points. Now back to episode 19 with Jim Caritzi. So did Zach say that uh, Scott and Marianne and Lee and I travel together in Europe? And he did. He did, yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all take some seniors on a trip every year, right? No, it's just a uh, – Oh, just well, y'all. That's, that's what we all did at one time. Yeah. And now that we're retired and Cantankerous and all that good stuff, we just go by ourselves. I'm sure and, that's uh, a lot more peaceful. Oh yeah. It's, well, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. I went. I went two times with with Zach Senior. I tell you what. I had a really good time with those kids. Uh, you get to missing it. It's it's you know the part of teaching and experiencing that with people that have never seen seen that. It's like when we went into um, St. Peter's and we're walking into church and everybody's looking at the ceiling and looking around and, and and it's a lot of fun when you go you've been in there and you go in there with a with a group and watch them and how much they enjoy it yeah good time but i can tell you when when we had breakfast at the vatican that morning what a wonderful time yeah what a good day great experience good day. yeah what? good day now that was that just the four of y'all that had breakfast yeah. at the vatican that yeah. was well we were with a group of like uh 50 people total, uh-huh. I guess, yeah. So Marianne got us tickets, and Lee and I flew in from Paris to uh, to Rome, got in about 2 o'clock in the morning, and had to had to be there at, what, 6.30 in the morning? Yeah, something like that. Oh, my goodness. So it was a long day. Yeah. <laughs> we, were in the, we were in the Sistine Chapel, and it wasn't crowded. Yeah. yeah. We, we got to go in without anybody with us, and uh, yeah, it was it was fabulous. We spent we spent a couple hours there. Yeah. Then we went back and got a nap. Then that's when we hit the excursions of the Coliseum and yeah, all, right. the, all the ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all do this every year, right? Yeah, well, we, we did this year. Well, yeah, we were of course. Yeah, we, we, we were we were going to be in uh, in Italy on both coasts and Tuscany for about three and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah, supposed to leave in April and come back at the end of April. You ever been? Mm mm. Yeah, my wife, a- my wife's traveled. She did something with her mom and her sister about ten years ago. They went uh, kind of all over Europe. They went. She's my wife's a big history buff, so she wanted to visit all of the not all, but she visited. She went to Auschwitz. Um, okay. Yeah, she went to Auschwitz. She's you know been to Brussels. Um, she, they went to Paris. Uh, it was it was just kind of a, a tour through all of Europe, or not all of Europe, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she and I are thinking about it. So we just celebrated our sixth anniversary. So we're thinking about, you know, trying to save up for four years from now for our tenth. Um, we're really big into a show called Outlander 
that takes place in Scotland. And, okay. Uh, excuse me. And uh, so we're thinking about, you know, going to Scotland and then hopping over to England and then kind of working our way that way or vice versa, one of the two, trying to figure something out for about four years down the road. That'll be a great trip for y'all. Let's hope we have that opportunity. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, so we our, were. Our yeah, trip's we already were. paid for. I mean, that's the thing. Our airline tickets were already paid for. You know, we did get the. They got, gave us the, what, 2022 to use something the airline like tickets? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I've been to Paris so many times, I think I could give tours. <laughs> um, but, but we were in uh, uh, Notre Dame the year before it burned down, right, Kim? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. We were. We were lucky. We were fortunate. I remember it's seeing that play. live. That was just, that was sad. I know, I know. Yeah. So, a, so, so last year, last year we went to Spain and Portugal, and wow. uh, had had a wonderful time there as well. That's the best food I've ever had. Yeah. yeah we had some we had some delicious meals. Woo. Where's y'all's favorite spot so far over there? I love Tuscany. Well, that's tough, tough. There's so many good ones. I mean, I'm, I personally, you know, we drove, we went over a thousand miles through Spain and Portugal in a rental car, just seeing as much as we could possibly see. And then every every city and every town is, is unique in its own way. Uh, the castles are all, you know, majestic and, and beautiful. Yep. Um, yeah, you just kind of take it on. I'm kind of like you. With, well, let me tell you this. In 1984, the USFL played a game in Wembley Stadium. We played the Tampa Bay Bandits. Steve Spurrier was coaching the team. And we practiced in Hyde Park. Practiced football in Hyde Park. So we get through with the game, and everybody else flies home. My wife and I, in 1984, bought a URL pass and took off. In three and a half weeks, we went all over Europe, and and that was the bug. Yeah. Since then, we've been going as much as we possibly could. You know, every every year, every other year, and uh, yeah, there's Italy is probably the coolest place you could and, and enjoy yourself. But I have I have yet to go to Scotland and Ireland, and that's my next uh, get go. Yeah, yeah, I got I got the bug at uh, when. We went to Greece with Zach and his and his kids, and uh, man, you talking about seeing some things that when I'm standing out on the the, uh, the Olympic Stadium that Hercules built, the original Olympic Stadium. That's amazing. amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that, how That's old that. is that? It's before Christ. Gee, that's what I that's what I was wondering. Yeah, that's uh. That's like walking in the Coliseum. If you'd have been a gladiator, you had one or two ways of getting out of there. <laughs> dead, dead or alive. Yeah. Walking yeah. out or getting carried out. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a good thing we, we, we're not back then because we'd have probably fallen in that category. Hey, Tim? Yep. <laughs> I would have definitely fallen in that dead category. I, I... Toes up. <laughs> <laughs> good times, though. Good times. Tim PJ, that uh, your your bear that showed up at uh, looking for a beer and a sandwich. <laughs> you had a bear that okay. showed up. 
Yeah, I, I got a bear that, man, man, was feeding him slices of pizza, and now he's coming back every day. And, <laughs> and, no, I'm talking about he comes to the door. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Is it a yeah, black bear? The, yeah, he's looking in the glass door at me while I'm sitting there watching TV. And I'm like, oh, my God, my dog goes nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Man's out there throwing pizza over the rail to this damn bear. Now he comes back here. Yeah, I said, thanks a lot. Said, you're you're going to have to get him a house and a collar and a leash and everything else. They stink to high heaven. If you've never smelled one, they are horrible. God almighty. I don't know how people make rugs into them. You know, kill one and make a rug. Uh-huh. Oh, man, they, they, they stink so bad. They, they're like a locker room times 10. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other thing about having football this year. I, said, I asked some of those people. I said, "How many of y'all have been in the football locker room the last ten years?" <laughs> Nobody said. I said, "Okay, never mind." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. That was the nastiest place in the world, <laughs> and the best place at the same time. Well, you're right. But as a coach, and, and uh, yeah, I can think back to we built. I built. I helped build Lovejoy High School back in uh, 89, 90, and then coached there for four years. And, and it was a modern locker room in 1990. And it still was, you know, a dungeon. You know, it, yeah. It, 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 yeah, they did. They hadn't come up with the idea that open spaces were a good idea, <laughs> you know, for, for locker rooms. Now you go in, God, you can play football in the weight room at Georgia. Yeah, I mean, that's how big it is. And, and, and now they're getting a new one. Yeah. Yeah, as if. Too yeah. much money. Too much yeah, they're money. trying to figure out how to spend their money. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. And I will, uh, I'll let you know when I get finished editing this thing and, and send it out to you and all that sort of stuff. All right, bud. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Tim, I'll holler at you. All right, buddy. See you. And there you have it, the wonderful episode with Tim Morrison and Scott Warner, part of the 1980 National Championship team at the University of Georgia, telling some amazing stories, uh, reliving some great memories that they've had, and and coming up on this 40-year reunion that they're going to have this year uh, at, at UGA, and hoping that hoping that we have a college football season. But when this episode comes out, we'll figure that out by then. It'll be August. So thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at ShaveHeadsPod on Twitter, at ShaveHeadsPodcast on Instagram. Go like our Facebook page, ShaveHeadsNotPoints, and make sure that you give us a a subscribe, if you would, on iTunes and give us a rating of five stars. Cross our fingers, please. And if you wouldn't mind, just drop a review down there at the bottom, guys. Thank you so much. See you next time.